Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. Matthew 28, we'll read verse 18 to 20. Glory to God. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, on the line, go ye therefore, and teach all nations, on the line, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, teaching them, on the line, teaching, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world. Amen. In this very particular spot in Jesus' teaching, we see that Jesus gave what we call a great commission. He gave a great commission after his resurrection to go and teach all nations. Glory to God. Quickly, Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 20. Mark 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpent. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is what we call the Great Commission. An insight to the instruction Jesus gave after his resurrection is that a believer in Christ must go. This is not given to a selected few or personals in the church. The instruction to the body of Christ is to go and teach all nations. Glory to God. Let's look at lastly, Luke 24. Luke 24, verse 47. Glory to God. Verse 47. And here is it. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Glory to God. So Jesus gave an instruction in Matthew, in Mark, that there is need to go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Obviously, this is not baptism of water. This is not baptism of water. He's baptism into Christ, salvation, bringing them to a place of repentance and remissions of sins. So we are giving an instruction as a believer. And not until a believer plays this role Obeying the instruction that Christ has given, you cannot complain about a sinner. Because believers tend to stand in the place of complaint. How can they believe in like that? Glory to God. In fact, you are not authorized to call someone an unbeliever until you have preached to them. I'm going, we're going to get there. Glory to God. So the instruction is that we should go. 
And as we go, we have a message. And that message is the good news. Glory to God. I was teaching my pastors um, yesterday in Nigeria. And I said, when a believer goes out to teach, we have just one message to preach to them. The message is not about hell. If I preach to a person, you will go to hell if you don't repent. In hell, brimstone, you will burn. You know, a friend of mine, we were talking in the office one day, and somebody was like, okay, say, just say this, just say this. And what he, she was asking me to say was a lie. And then my other friend said, the young man can't even lie. And I'm like, you know, I was looking, and then my, the other colleague of mine asked, why? He said, because he will burn in hell. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> so the message of hell and the descriptive analysis and exegesis of the operations and activities in hell cannot save a soul. Because what that does is to assume fear in a person. And so if a person decides to say, Jesus, I love you, forgive me my sin, as a result of the message of fear, that person can be termed a false believer. Why? Because if tomorrow all the Christian folks come together in an agreement and say there is no longer hell, <laughs> you will know that that person you thought you converted. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, for a good example. You know, in those days when they say, when you don't pay your tithe, things are tight. If you don't want to incur the cost of God, pay your tithe. Some people became faithful brethren because they didn't want to incur curses. The moment you find out there is no curse. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, Lord. Thank God. <laughs> now we know. Praise God. So there is a message as a believer who must preach to the unsaved. So it is the good news concerning Christ. It is the good news concerning Christ. It cannot be any other news. It cannot be a news that looked like it. Remember, I've showed you some time ago in Genesis. And what was it? God said to the both, I mean to Adam, of every tree you eat, right? But this particular one of knowledge of good and evil don't eat. Is that correct? Do you also remember in chapter 3 of Genesis when the devil came? What did the devil say? Did God really tell you of every tree you shall not eat? A message that looked like it. That looked like the instruction, but it was not the instruction. So, we have a specific message. And in the message contains the power to do. Romans 1, 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So, in the good news is the message of Christ. And Christ is the good news. Praise the Lord Jesus. So it is the message of Christ that saves, not our experiences. Follow me carefully. When we are going about to evangelize, every believer that is called a believer, the moment you are saved you are automatically turned into a preacher that evangelizes. Are we together? Somebody will say, but I'm not matured yet. Eh -eh. We cannot wait for your maturity. <laughs> because when will you mature? The time you will give yourself from when you are saved to a place of maturity. Calculate how many souls died. Because a lot of believers think, hey, you know, man of God, sir, it's not like I don't want to do this thing, no, but let me wait to a time I am able to grasp my feet. We can't wait. Why? Don't innovate the message. 
at the place of evangelism. Don't innovate. So Christ's message is the one that says, not our experience. You can never confuse your experience with the good news of Christ. For example, you cannot use your experiences to try to save somebody. Praise God. For example, I'll use Pastor Jay here. Years back, you know, he became so humble at, at, after the event. Coming back from Vegas. I've used this story all, all the time. Coming back from Vegas. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the, the left wing, uh, engine. Was it the left or right? Left. Blue. All hope that they would be alive was lost. <laughs> but an angel of the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. After... Will I say the salvation of his life now? <laughs> he cannot come down and begin to use that experience of how he was saved from a plane crash to try to win souls. Because when situations get tough for the person you are preached to, and it seems like the gods are silent, because I don't want to say God now. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you, you get the point now. Because my God is never silent. <laughs> Praise God. And then they are expecting the God who saved him to come to their rescue. And yet, nothing is happening. That's why you begin to hear people say, God has forsaken me. How can God forsake you? No, because you expose them to experiential knowledge. Of the gospel that you preach to them. Am I communicating with somebody here? So it, we cannot equate our experiences. Listen. If there is any man in this church that experiences the hand of God. If there is anybody. There are things I don't tell you. <laughs> On a daily basis I experience the hand of God. But I cannot use that experience for you. Praise God. So when we go out to evangelize, we have a message. And that message is the power of God unto salvation. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So it is not your experience. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 3, look at what Paul says. Look at what Paul says. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. The word lost there is the same word as perishing. Are we together? So we can say, if the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are perishing. Are we together? That means they have an opportunity to be saved. They have an opportunity to be saved. He there, lost there, the word lost there is the word Apollo me. Apollo me, that is perishing. So there is an opportunity for them to be saved. Glory to God. Now look at verse 4. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He said, for we, for we preach not ourselves, because we are not the message. What God did for you when you were sick is not the message. That you had the favor to buy a new car is not the message. Brother, sister, you are suffering now, but the moment you are saved, all the sufferings will be gone is a lie. That is not the message. Jesus said, for my sake, you will suffer many things. So there is sufferings that comes with Christianity. Being saved alone. I used to be a man that has friends around him. 
The moment I entered this gospel, <laughs> I became lonely. <laughs> Glory to God. That is all I know about that. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hey, glory. Don't come to me next time and say, oh, Pastor, can you finish that this day? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> he said, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. We do not have the capacity, the effrontery, the ability to preach ourselves. We preach the message of Christ. We preach the message of Christ. So when we go for evangelism, we do not preach ourselves. You do not need to be experienced. You don't need experience. You do not need to be experienced because there is a message that you must preach. Somebody say there's a message you must preach. And that message is the gospel. So what is the gospel? The gospel basically is the casting of news of Jesus' experience. The gospel is the casting of news of Jesus' experience and not your experience. So you do not need to be experienced. Praise God. You will find that in the book of Acts that the word gospel and the word preached is used over 60 times. It is used over 60 times. Why? Because the gospel should only be said. The gospel should only be said. It is a message that should be told. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Remember I stated the gospel of God, of Christ, is the power of God unto salvation. So the gospel has its own power to save. It has its own power in itself. In other words, don't make it to be attractive. Don't try to make it very attractive. Don't try to dramatize it. Don't make it a make-believe. The gospel is a reality. It is attractive by itself. Are we together? Are we together? He does not require special packaging. He does not require special oratory. He does not require special branding or special presentation. The gospel. Now, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Not with excellency of speech. Not with good oratory. At the junction of this dimension, walking in the mission of provision and the function of <laughs> the function of your production is in the execution of what? Of your unction. <laughs> that exhume the emission in the proclamation and the execution. Abba, not with excellency of speech. <laughs> That's a good place to tear my shirt. <laughs> the gospel does not need special packaging or branding. He doesn't need it. Verse 2. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Go to verse 4. My speech and my preaching was not with a tithing words of man's wisdom. 
not with enticing words of man's wisdom. But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith, what's that now? Should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You see, when you preach your experience, you have built a person whose faith is in your wisdom. In your experience. That is why you hear people say, the God of so so and so. The God of so so and so. What happened to your own God? Are you not having the same God? But it should be in the power of God. Praise God. So the gospel is the message of his resurrection. It's the message of his resurrection. It is the message of faith. I preach it, you believe it. You are saved. I preach it, you believe it, and you are saved. Lifestyle is not what saves, but the message. Your lifestyle is not what saves, but the message. It is not the testimony of the preacher that saves, but the testimony of Jesus. But the testimony of Jesus. We preach Jesus because it is the testimony of Jesus that saves. Not your testimony. Not your testimony. So the question is, why are people not saved? Why are people not saved? Because believers, I, look, I know a lot of believers who complain over sinners. If you hear them complaining today, how come they don't know what they are doing is wrong if the gospel be healed? It is healed to those that are perishing. No, a believer should not complain. Because believers are complaining, they are looking for the government to give them power. Let me knock down some walls today. I was talking to a man of God when I visited Nigeria. He preaches this gospel so well. I said, I am, I am, I am disturbed, perturbed, worried and wearied. Over the church. Why is everybody jumping and saying Donald Trump must, must win the election because he's the one God has chosen as a voice? What happened to the power of evangelism? Am I communicating with somebody? God will never use the government for the church, He has given a set down rules for the church. The government was against the gospel. Paul preached it. The people turned the government against the gospel. But it did not relent. It kept on preaching the gospel. So our voice is evangelism. Am I talking to somebody here? It is not he who is fighting for the law against you. To stop that law, go to the source, win that person to Christ. Things will change. No walls you will knock down, lies you will tear down, coming up. <laughs> so it is not about the laws that are made now. If you don't want that law, go to the person who is pushing for it. Win them to Jesus. The same way they are pushing that law you don't want. When they are in Jesus, they will also push Jesus' things. Are we communicating here? So the church should get back to the instruction of Christ. Christianity is not a showmanship. Christianity is not dressing beautifully on a Sunday to worship. No. Uh -uh. The moment you are saved, you are giving the message that got you saved. Preach the same message. Don't innovate it. You know, I didn't know. My life was in parabolating parabola. Everything I touched was not working. 
And a man of God came to that meeting and said, I see into the realms of the spirit of the spiritual. Yeah, spirit of the... Yeah. You get the point now. <laughs> into the spirit of the spiritual. And I saw you somewhere. It's like you tried to touch it, but it didn't work. For you to want it to work, you have to do this and do this and do that. That is why you see an auction to function. That is why you see some believers, not until they sow seed, they don't pray. They just believe it is the seed sowing that will take away their problems. But the gospel of Christ has power in it. So why are people not saved? Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10. Let's read verse 13 to 15. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Underline that. Then verse 14 how then shall they call on him? Remember, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Correct? Now, verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So why are people not saved? They are not saved because they have not called on him. They have not called on him because they have not believed. They have not called on him because they have not believed. Why have they not believed? Why have they not believed? Because they have not heard. Because they have not heard. Please note that hearing must be through a preacher. So it takes a preacher to tell a sinner. The gospel of Christ. A preacher is critical in making believers. Praise God. I said praise God. Verse 15. Let's read that again to 17. How shall they preach except they be sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah's said, Lord, who have believed our report? Verse 17, so then faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So people have to hear the message. Believing doesn't happen before hearing. Believing doesn't happen before hearing. People have to hear the message. It is the message that produces believing. It is the message that produces believing. So not until the message is preached, believers are not produced. So do we see that the problem of making believers is not with the, un the unsaved? At this point. It's with the believer who is not preaching. So you have, been, you have been a believer for three years, one year, two years, six months, two months. You have been a believer for 20 years and yet you don't have a soul attached to you. Praise God. I said praise God. Look at that Mark 16 again. Mark 16, 15. Look at that Mark 16, 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation, every creature. To every creature. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15. A lot of you know the scripture, but let's read it. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So the preaching of the gospel is a part of the armor of God. He is a part of the armor of God. The armor of God includes the preaching of the gospel. The instruction is that we must go and preach. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We read from verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Verse 18. All things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the what? The ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. So if you are a believer, you have a ministry. Every believer has a ministry. What is your ministry? So if you don't go on a daily basis to evangelize to people, you are not fulfilling ministry. Are we together? You remember Jesus had his, his 12. He sent them out on evangelism. His disciples grew to 70. He sent them all out for evangelism. We can say that was the size of his church at the time. He sent out the entire church for evangelism. He did not send some of them. That means every one of you seated here now ought to go to evangelism and come back with a report. You know, pastor, you know, the preaching is left for you people. You know, in the area God has used me, he's using me in the area of just listening and hearing. <laughs> we have to examine what is actually using you. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. If you are truly born again, or you are born of God, you have a ministry. And he has given unto you the ministry of reconciliation. He has given you the ministry of reconciliation. Go out there and teach all nations. You, you know, when you, are, when you are coming to a place of maturity, you want to also disciple people. Not just to dress beautifully to church. You, you can just imagine for the sake of one person, 20 people come to church one day. For the sake of one person. For the sake of two persons, 100 people. Praise God. I wish it together. Hallelujah. Look at verse 19. Verse 19. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. He has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So the same message that saved me, he is giving to me to preach to people. The same message, not innovated. What was that message? He died. He was buried. And he resurrected. The same way you receive it. That same way, go and tell it to somebody else. Praise God. Are we still here? I said, are we still here? Reason you don't wait to mature before you preach to others. So what do I preach to others? The same message that was preached to me. The same message that was preached to me. So I don't need to wait to mature before I can go and preach. If the message was preached to me, I go and preach it to others the same way. Praise God. 
I said, praise God. If you have a believer, if you are a believer, if you are a believer, you are a preacher. Every believer is a preacher. Say after me, I am a preacher because I am a believer. Praise God. You know, in the book of Acts of the Apostles, we have the narrative on how the gospel was shared. Acts chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, they preached. Acts chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, they preached, they, they, people heard them, believed them, and they were called believer. When people heard the message and believed the message, they are called believers. When you preach to somebody, they heard you preach and they believe the message you have preached to them. That automatically, they are believers because they believe the message. That is to say, nobody was saved on his own accord. People are not automatically saved. Somebody must preach to them. Somebody must believe. Somebody must hear. Somebody must believe. And they are saved when they believe. Now, there is something I want you to understand here. Half of the preaching in the book of Acts started as a conversation. How many of you noticed that when you read through the book of Acts? It started as a conversation. For example, Paul will say, have you received the gospel since you believed? A question. And there's people who say, no, we have not. We have not heard of any Holy Ghost. Then the question, then unto what were you baptized? Somebody say, ah, unto John's baptism. Then they realize, they rea Paul realizes that, okay, this one, they need saving. And then he goes into the message and preach to them and engage them. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. He got them born again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best time for evangelism. Because when a time of persecution comes, you that is not faithful when you have freedom today, you will not be faithful when it's time for persecution. What would you do if you are like the brethren in China who they have to go underground to read the Bible. A man of God was saying one time that he ran across a lady from China. The woman memorized the entire scripture in her head. The entire scripture, the entire Bible. Because you should not be caught carrying Bible. There were men from Nigeria then who used to smuggle Bible to China. And yet we have freedom here. All we know about is just we wake up, we go to work, we eat, we sleep. Forgetting about souls that are lost. Some of you even enjoy watching the news. How many killings happen today? <laughs> ah! 20 people at one random shooting. Hey! <laughs> now just imagine those 20 people were saved before they died. And then you are blaming them. Ah, they were not saved. They cannot say they have, heard, they have not heard the gospel. Let me tell you something. The fact that you came across a certain person in your life was an opportunity for you to witness Jesus to them. So you cannot blame them and say, yeah, they heard other gospels, other people preach to them. No. They came in contact with you. That is an opportunity created to preach the gospel of Christ to them. And we are still together. So stop people on the street. Talk to them about Jesus. Talk to them about Jesus. Talk to them about Jesus. Because if you don't do it now, you won't be able to do it again. You know why? In this world, people are bound with fear. The fearful world is looking for a fearless church. The fearful world is looking for a fearless church. You can imagine what is going on in India right now. How many of you are following up with the news? Where millions of people 
wanted to celebrate. You know, as believers, we must take opportunity with everything. Millions of people, they are trying to do an idol festival celebration. And the ministry of coronavirus ministered to them. How many of you saw that? And many people died. But that was not my worries. Millions of people came outside destroying their idols on the street. Saying their God could not save them. Isn't this an opportunity to win those people to Jesus? And yet we just sit down psychedelically and we come to church. Paul said, necessity is laid up on me and woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9.16 Woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. So in the preaching of the gospel, conversation opens doors. Conversation opens doors. Praise God. You don't go to a person and say, you, you die now if, if, and you go to hell if you don't repent. You, can you imagine walking into a place where people are drinking alcohol? And you say, sister, this alcohol you are drinking, the way it is preparing you for hell, you don't know. You will die in hell. How many of you have heard of the ministry of beating? The spirit in that alcohol will manifest. <laughs> Let them drink their stuff. Minister Jesus to them. You are so easy. And that may be the last time they will ever drink. You don't go to a Muslim and say, Muhammad is not the real thing. They will forget their Bible. They will enter your Bible and use it to argue with you. I think Rakolis was telling me that. I, told, I, I know a lot of Muslim people. They use your own Bible. And then when they ask you some questions, you will not be scratching your head. Actually, <laughs> you know, actually. And then you don't know anything to say. You will not enter into argument. <laughs> so it starts as a conversation. A simple conversation opens the door for ministering the gospel. Praise God. It opens doors. Sometimes situations about people's life seize the opportunity to minister Jesus to them. Don't just go to them, eh, I want to preach Jesus to you. Every time I go for evangelism, I end up smiling very well because I make new friends. We have conversation. In that conversation, I'm preaching. Praise God. Look for questions. This is a practical way. Look for questions to ask. Questions that will draw their attention. Question. A simple question like, do you know there are two types of deaths in this world? People only know one. They know the other, but they don't know that it is a part of death. I actually, I actually know one. I actually know one. Which one? The physical death but there is a spiritual death. Then tell them how sin entered the world and preach Jesus in that. Are we together? Church, are we together? So that is just a, a little idea for some of you who might be thinking, how do I start the conversation? How do I meet a stranger on the street and start to talk to them about Jesus? Glory to God. If you are in a shopping environment, help them carry their bags. Help them load up their cars. Take the cart from them and take it to where it's supposed to be. Praise Jesus. You should learn how to abound and to abase. <laughs> Glory to God. For the gospel. Because a believer is giving the ministry of reconciliation. A preacher is critical to the preaching of the gospel. Praise God. I say praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. 
Second Corinthians 2, verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet-smelling savour of Christ, in them that are saved and in them that perish. Makes manifest the savour of his knowledge there. He's talking about our victory in Christ. He's talking about our victory in Christ. So evangelism is not just dropping information around. He is not just dropping information around, but it has to do with the precise knowledge, the precise, accurate knowledge about Christ. So anyone who must share about Jesus Christ must know Christ. Mark 16, 15 to 16, he sent us out. Glory to God. This is why we must study to give an in-depth teaching about Christ. Hallelujah. So you can walk up to somebody, you think about what is happening in the city, something that might interest people, something that might interest people. Like those things that happen, even with coronavirus, you can just begin, you hear people complaining, ah, what is going on with this coronavirus in this world? You cast their attention, praise Jesus to them. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. This is why the gospel is the Greek word you are jealizo. To bring good news, to announce glad tidings. It is called the good news because of what Christ has done for us. So in preaching to the sinners, you tell them what Christ has done for them. You Tell them what Christ has done for them. Glory to God. You tell them what Christ has done for them. You find the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15. 1 and 2. For the sake of time, I will be rounding up now. I really mean it. <laughs> 1 and 2. Moreover, brethren, I declared unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. So the gospel is not the story of someone who was bad and now a good person. That is not the gospel. You know, I used to do a lot of bad things. I used to do this and do that. The Lord turned me. And you know, in those days, uh, we went for a mission. And in that mission, we were four and the key three. But the bullet that was coming, I now dodge it like this. <laughs> you dodge it like this. <laughs> hey, glory to God. I know, I know this movie is coming to play in your mind. <laughs> It's not matrix. You just dodge it. <laughs> and the Lord saved me. He ministered unto me. And from there, I'm not using my story to bring people to Christ. That is not the message, sir. No, sir. No, man. <laughs> Glory to God. It is the same message of Christ. Verse 3 and 4. For I delivered unto you first of all that which also I received. How that what? Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. It's not his own experience. Verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. That is the message that we must preach. That is the message that we must preach. The gospel is what saved me and I am going to share with another. Which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Glory to God. In closing now, the gospel is best explained in the epistles. The spirit gave us the salient understanding of what happened in the three days and night. From his death, from his burial, and to his resurrection. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. I think we'll close from there and uh, when we continue on this, I will... Explain all of those experiences to you. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. Someone opened Amplified Version. Someone opened the Message Translation. Someone opened the New Living Translation. 
And I will read Philemon. The way, what translation do we have here? Okay. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Remember, the word communication there is koinonia. Who has the message translation? Message. Go to your... Go, okay, you have amplified. Read the amplified. For those of you who don't have other translation, go to your phone very quickly and search it out. Please help him with a mic. Message? Okay, yeah. amplify the message. I pray that the, faith, the sharing of your faith may become effective and powerful because of your accurate knowledge of every good thing which is Read it again. in Christ. Read it again. I pray that the sharing of your faith, the sharing of your faith may become effective uh -huh. and powerful because of your accurate knowledge of accurate every good knowledge thing, of every good thing which is ours in Christ which is ours in Christ message and I pray that this faith will grow in power uh-huh showing up the good things you do uh-huh and that people recognize Christ uh-huh people recognize Christ in all of it go ahead NLT, NLT. And I am praying that you will put into action uh -huh. the generosity that comes from your faith uh -huh. as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. So you see, communication is the partnership, partnership of the faith, the sharing of thy faith, epignosis, which is the knowledge, acknowledging, that is accuracy, comprehensive insight. The evangelism must have to do with the precise knowledge about Christ. Please note that the only qualification to share about Christ is to be in Christ. The only qualification to share about Christ is to be in Christ. And now question, what is the good news? What is the good news? We will continue from there next time. What is the good news? As a believer, we have been given an assignment. We have been given a ministry. Rise on your feet very quickly. Rise on your feet very quickly. I'm a bearer of good news. I'm a proclaimer of good news. Today, the zeal to proclaim God's word to the world. I, I, it, it boils up from within me. Come on, begin to pray. I expose myself to evangelism. That I will not rest until I save souls. Until I win souls to Christ. That this message that I've been preached unto me makes me a doer, a doer to evangelize the word of God. How beautiful are the feet of those that spread the gospel. Come and pray this morning. I will no longer just sit at home on my own. But I will carry this gospel from place to place. I will preach this good news of Christ from place to place. When the evangelism team are going out, I will tag along to use as an opportunity. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.